Welcome to Dodgers Homestand, your behind-the-scenes look at what makes the Dodgers Stadium experience so special for baseball fans and ball players alike. A unique perspective on Dodgers baseball from someone who's there for every home game and who has one of the best seats in the house. And now, your host, the public address announcer for the Los Angeles Dodgers, the voice of God in blue heaven on earth, Todd Lights. Hey, thanks for stopping by the PA booth here at beautiful Dodgers Stadium in Los Angeles, California, where the Dodgers have just defeated the Pittsburgh Pirates 5-2 in a game that ran two hours and 33 minutes before a crowd of 49,652. A beautiful night out here at Dodger Stadium. Sunny, clear skies, puffy clouds uh, as the sun was starting to set. We got cotton candy skies, 70 degrees at game time. And then a nice big moon rising over Los Angeles here. I think it's the uh, super moon coming up that will be full tomorrow night. And we'll have, uh, I think, what they call the stag moon. So the Dodgers improved their record to 47 and 37. They go 10 games above 500. And the Pirates drop to 39 and 45. Michael Grove started the game. He pitched four innings, gave up five hits, one run. It was earned and struck out three batters. He also walked three batters. But Caleb Ferguson got the win in relief. He improves his record to 5-3. and three. The losing pitcher was the uh, starter for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Mitch Keller. And Evan Phillips got the save, his 12th save of the year. Pretty good night for the Dodgers offensively. They put five runs across the board. Max Muncy started out the scoring with a second-inning solo home run. It's good to see Max uh, drill one out of here to dead center field. Other notable uh, offensive Dodgers were Miguel Rojas. He was two for four with a double and an RBI. David Peralta continued his torrid hitting, going two for four with a double, scored a run, and drove in a run as well. So the Dodgers win five to two here in the first game of this four-game series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Notably, it was the 700th career win as manager for Dave Roberts. So congratulations to Doc on his 700th victory as the Dodger manager. And many more to come, hopefully, for Dave Roberts. And I'd love to see him, of course, win another World Series. And on this day before the 4th of July, Independence Day, we had a pretty straightforward pregame ceremony. Bunch of uh, honorary and ceremonial first pitches. It was Gavin Luck's bobblehead night. And so his girlfriend, Molly, was out here with her family, as well as Gavin Lux's family, she came out and uh, threw a ceremonial first pitch, and then her family and Gavin's family all uh, came out to do It's Time for Dodger Baseball. We had a nice anthem performance as well by a singer-songwriter who's just dropped a new song called Wrong For You, Wrong with the number 4U, and she was accompanied by Dodger Stadium organist Dita Rule on the anthem. Yasmin did a beautiful rendition of our national anthem. Also in the pregame ceremony, we promoted some of the items that are coming up this homestand. It's a six-game homestand, four games against the Pirates, and then the Angels come to town for two games on Friday and Saturday. So tomorrow it's 4th of July, and some of the things I know about now is that we're definitely going to be having a 4th of July Friday night light show featuring fireworks, of course, for the 4th of July and other special things going on 
in the pregame, but you're just going to have to stay tuned or maybe uh, make your plans to be out here with us so that you can see him firsthand. We're also going to have a luau night on the 5th of July, and that will feature a giveaway of a Aloha shirt, a Dodgers-themed Aloha shirt, which looks pretty cool from what I've seen of it. On the 6th, it's Tony Gonsolin bobblehead night, so the Dodgers will be giving away to the first 40,000 fans in attendance. A really cool Tony Gonsolin bobblehead. He scuffled a little bit over the past month or so, and so we're hoping that he can right the ship. I'm not sure when his start comes up uh, this homestand, but he'll be likely pitching for the Dodgers this homestand. But we will be giving out a Tony Gonsolin bobblehead on the 6th. And then on Friday night against the Angels when they come to town on the 7th of July, 7 7 23, it'll be another Friday night light show. And I'm not sure if that's going to be a drone show or if it's going to be fireworks. Uh, so stay tuned for that as well. We'll see if we can find out more about that. Our season ticket members of the game. Uh, was Sherry Lawrence, who's been a season ticket member of the Dodgers for 60 years. Can you imagine having season tickets for 60 years with the Dodgers? And some of her favorite Dodger memories here at the stadium. She got to throw out a first pitch in 2013. She got a pep talk and a lesson from Maury Wills before throwing out that pitch. He gave her some uh, nice tips on how to throw a strike. So it was a Dodger victory on Gavin Lux bobblehead night out here at Chavez Ravine. A good game for the Dodgers. Uh, Gavin Lux tells us that he uh, has been working hard. He really hopes to be back from his torn ACL uh, before the end of the season. So just like Walker Bueller, he's holding out hope that he's going to return to uh, active duty for the Dodgers before all is said and done in this 2023 season. And if you recall, that was one of the real bummers of the year this year was when Gavin Lux was running the bases in spring training and blew out his knee. And he was going to be the starting shortstop for the Los Angeles Dodgers this year. And you got to really feel bad for a great guy like Gavin Lux to go down like that. But hopefully he'll come back stronger and better than ever. And I hope he doesn't rush it back too soon. But it would sure be nice to see him back in the lineup at some point during this 2023 campaign. Our military hero of the game was United States Marine Corps Lance Corporal Andres Paniagua, and he's from Los Angeles. He began his military career back in 1999 and served as a Marine Maintenance Management Specialist, and basically what that means is that he worked to ensure that all combat transportation, Humvees and that kind of stuff, and other essential combat gear were working properly and that all the units that he was responsible for were combat ready, and that was pretty important because he served with 3rd Battalion 4th Marines at the Marine Corps Air Ground Combat Center out in 29 Palms out here in the uh, low desert. And he was deployed with the first assault wave of Operation Iraqi Freedom uh, in 2003. So he was one of the first Marines in combat in the Iraqi War. For the last 20 years, he's switched to education. And uh, Lance Corporal Paniagua served students as a teacher, administrator, and mentor at the Bright Star Schools right here in Los Angeles. So it was a real uh, treat to welcome and honor Lance Corporal Andres Paniagua for his service, sacrifice, and dedication to our country, and we trust he had a great time at the ballpark tonight. Our 50-50 jackpot this evening was uh, $43,000 and change, so somebody went home with half of that, and I thought it might be interesting to talk to one of the people that sells the 50-50 raffle tickets down in the stands to the fans and makes all of that happen. 
Her name is Lori Ann, and here's our conversation. Well, I have the privilege of selling 50-50 tickets throughout the game and interact with the fans. I sell 50-50 tickets for our jackpot, which half of it gets to go home to a fan and the other half gets to change lives for kids in LA County. We um, put kids in sports programs who would never have the ability to play sports. They go from doing nothing to being part of a team, getting a uniform, a coach, teammates, and they're accountable to be place, uh, someplace twice a week, and it changes their little world. So it's a great privilege to do what I get to do. And a beautiful field to play on, too. Right. We have all our Dodger Dream Fields out there that they get to be part of, and it's pretty amazing. And I know the foundation is kind of, they kind of started with the RBI program. I don't know if started is the right word, but they're now kind of moving more into like social justice type issues and, and things of uh, inclusion and stuff like that, which I think is really cool as well. Um, so it's bigger than baseball. It is bigger than baseball, and that's our quote, bigger than baseball. We also touch and help with the homeless community, and do, we are part of a plethora of charities in L.A. County, so it is pretty cool. How did you come to get this job, and how did you come to seek this job out? Well, in 2019, I decided that I wanted to work in baseball, so I actually in 2019, I resigned from my job. I was working as a wellness coach for a weight loss company. I sold my house and I decided to follow the Dodgers to 52 baseball games. I went to 11 different ballparks all over the nation and I decided I wanted to work in baseball and I wanted to do something. I wasn't sure what, so I just took myself on this journey and I told myself I'd figure it out in 2020. I didn't foresee COVID happening, so once 2020 happened and there was no season in the stands, it kind of uh, put a bump in my plan. But when I came back, I got on um, our website for different positions that were being hired and I saw the 50-50. And I remember watching 50-50 sellers in the stands during my journey and I thought, wow, that would be really great because you get to interact from, with the fans, you get to see baseball from all different perspectives. and I. Um, decided to sell 50-50 tickets. And how was the job hiring process for you? It was pretty great. They interviewed us and um, they just wanted to make sure we were comfortable talking to people. They wanted to make sure that we had sales abilities, that we could interact with fans. Knowing your personality as I do, it seems like the interaction with the fans is your favorite part of your job. 100% absolutely. I love the interaction with the fans. Tell me the story you told me about. You're, you're not actually working today. You're here as the guest of somebody. Yes. Yesterday I was selling tickets in the stadium and there's a brother and sister that are season ticket holders and they invited me to today's game and I happen to not be on the schedule to work today. So I don't know them very well, but I took them up on the offer and I'll know them better at the end of this game today. But I gladly accepted their invitation because I've been interacting with them for three years and knowing them for two minutes of interaction at a time. And now I get to sit through nine innings of baseball with them and uh, I'm really excited to see what comes of that. And they're pretty good uh, field, field level seats too, so that's fun. I always kind of see you down here behind the home plate area down at the field level. Is that your main uh, post, I guess you could call it? Yes, I. it's a privilege that I get to serve the dugout and baseline clubs and all our restaurants in the stadium. Um, it's 
the reason why I love it is it's because it's a lot of season ticket holders. So these people have become like family. And you know, because you're here all the time, some of these people in the stadium, we see more than our family during the season. And just seeing them and catching up with them, it's on a weekly basis, daily basis sometimes. And then when we have a break, it's almost like a reunion when we see each other again. People give me hugs, they pat the seat next to them and tell me to sit down and have conversations with me for a few minutes and just catch up in life. And it's been better than I can ever expect coming into this job. I had no idea what to expect and I absolutely love what I get to do. And I absolutely love not only the fans, but the employees that I work with, they're always in the same place and I've got to know them and their names and their families and their dogs' names. And we get to catch up every week and we watch out for each other. We help one another out and it's a really great overall experience. I absolutely love it when the Dodgers are home, not only because I love baseball, but because I get to see my family. Awesome, it sounds like this is so much more than just a job for you. Oh, it is. I went through a hardship a couple months ago I had um, found a place to move into where I was going to be living on my own and I went to go get my items from storage and when I went to go retrieve everything I realized that my storage had been robbed and everything I owned was gone and one of the fans because they do check up on me on a regular basis asked me how everything was going with my move and I shared that with them and they immediate response was how can we help and I wasn't asking for help but uh, the fans of Dodger Stadium basically furnished and gave me everything I need from my house I didn't have a spoon a cup a plate I had nothing and my whole house is filled now with things from fans at Dodger Stadium which every time I drink out of a glass or grab a plate from my cupboard I smile because I know where it came from and in that moment, I was a little upset with the world, like, why is this happening to my life? But then I realized I got to see the goodness and the greatness out of these people at Dodger Stadium, and I accept it, and I'm actually grateful that it happened to my world because I love, I love everything in my house now. It's all given to you out of love from fans that you've just kind of crossed paths with somehow here at Dodger Stadium, but, you know, I, I always... My interview subjects for this podcast, the Dodgers homestand, are people that I think bring a little something extra to the stadium experience. And I've seen how you come in and work a room. I've seen how you make connections with people, and I think that's a really important quality. Um, beyond selling 50-50 tickets, is there any other job here at Dodger Stadium or other, other goal that you have that you want to uh, pursue? Absolutely. I keep my eyes open all the time and I'm always open to whatever opportunity comes to me. There is some different fields where I would like to work in. You know, I look at this role as 50-50 seller as my second role at Dodger Stadium. My first role was as a Dodger fan for 26 years and being in the 50-50 position, I'm not stuck behind a counter um, and I get to interact and I get to watch all these other different positions and one of the things I have the privilege of doing is speaking to everybody and my shift starts down in dugout so most people when I start my shift are eating and I try to give them time to settle into their game 
And during that time, I go around and I talk to employees at every place like it I can in the stadium. I talk to people behind the cheesesteak counter or ushers or premium services, and I ask them how long they've been here, what they love most about their job. They tell me about their families. And through that, I've just learned that um, people really do just appreciate just being heard for a minute, and I wouldn't mind working in something with our employment, employee development, you know, someday maybe moving along to player development and end result, end goal, ownership. <laughs> you want to own the team, huh? Well, at least maybe part of this stadium. Oh, there so, you go. Hey, you got to dream big, right? People tell me all the time, dream big. I say impossible. I dream pretty big. So I wouldn't mind touching in different areas. So I'm hopeful that, and I'm wishful that 50-50 seller is just the beginning for me here at Dodger Stadium. I kind of feel like it's going to be just the beginning. You've talked about the greatest asset of the stadium being the people here, both fans, players, and the people that work here. Physically speaking, as far as an actual baseball stadium or a place where people congregate, what makes this place so special? Well, we all have the bond because we all love our boys in blue, but it's something bigger than that. Like you said earlier, bigger than baseball. It is bigger than baseball. People are here, some of these people are here every game and that's 81 games a year and they have created a bond and families and I get to hear their stories of fans who sat next to each other for two or three seasons and now they attend each other's Christmas parties and they're there for births of grandchildren and babies and I think it's the bond that nobody could um, understand unless you're here you don't get it even within the employees you know if somebody has a hardship or goes out for surgery everybody's checking on one another and we always try to support one another there's a guest service guy down in dugout and he performs once a month he's a singer he's a lounge singer and groups get together to go watch him and mm. the bond doesn't end when the Dodgers go on the road we try to stay together as much as possible um, I have several fans phone numbers and employees phone numbers and we text each other throughout the break just to check on one another. I got to work an alumni event where Dodger alumni came in to sign balls for our charity and I was talking to one of the former players and I asked him, I said, what's your favorite part of Dodger Stadium? And he said, the people. He said, it's always been the people. And he said he got it now more than ever and he said that he loves walking into the stadium because of how he feels when he walks in. And I can understand that because I come into the stadium 81 times a year and it never gets old. I walk out and I see the green field and the fresh white bases on the brown dirt and you see the players out there, you feel the energy and it has a special feel. I believe it even has a smell. To me it smells like victory when you walk into this stadium and I love that aspect of it. It has not gotten old and I don't believe it ever will. I love that. Thank you so much. Now, what have I not asked you about that you'd like to say? Oh geez. And if there's nothing I'll just I just there's want to include million, that. There's probably a million things. I don't know. You know? I I don't know. I feel it I feel like it's a privilege. Every time I meet someone I I get a high from it. My first encounter with you, I was super excited about. 
and to the point where after I met you like I was like oh my gosh how cool is that like inside I was trying to keep my cool and I'm like I just met our stadium announcer and as I'm walking out of the press box I trip and I smell my spill my coffee so I was like oh yeah that was really cool Lorianne <laughs> but to me like you're big time here like you know if somebody can point out um, and I do have the opportunity to meet a lot of celebrities down in Dugout and most of the time people have to point them out to me because I'm not engaged with television a lot. But to me, the people here are celebrities, like meeting you, meeting Dieter, I'm like, wow, these people are so freaking cool here. And I love that, you know, so. We love you too. So thank you so much for spending 10 minutes or so with me and I hope you enjoy the game and really uh, make a new group of friends with your uh, with the, the benefactors of those sweet tickets that you got. Heck yeah. Thank you so much, Todd. I really enjoyed this. Thank you for asking me to come and be your guest. So that's Ann, one of our 50-50 ticket sellers here at Dodger Stadium working on behalf of the Los Angeles Dodgers Foundation, which takes 50% of that 50-50 raffle. And the other 50% goes home with a lucky fan. But half of that that goes to the LADF supports its programs and grant making to nonprofit organizations and they do things like help homelessness, education, health care and social justice across Los Angeles. So good on the 50-50 folks. And good on Dave Roberts who uh, won his 700th career game as a Dodger manager and after the game he said that hey, uh, he wasn't even aware of it until uh, some of the guys came down the, the victory formation line at the end of the game and congratulated him. He doesn't even, didn't even know what they were talking about until he got back to the office. But he said, hey, you know, it's just a testament to a great organization that I could be here for uh, eight seasons and, and have my 700th victory. So congratulations to Doc and to the Dodger organization on having a first-class manager. I know Doc takes a lot of heat, and I guess that's just part of the job, and that's the way he takes it. And one thing that always impresses me about Dave Roberts is the fact that he always keeps a very positive mindset and always takes the time to really connect with people and I think uh, being a great people person like he is as well as a fine baseball mind has served him well uh, in his managerial role here with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw went on the IL today the 15-day injured list retroactive to June 30th, so he's shut down pretty much uh, through the All-Star break. But this will give him a chance to work through that shoulder soreness that's been bothering him lately, and he's had a really great first half. He won't be able to pitch in the All-Star game. He was chosen as an All-Star, and he won't be able to pitch this time, and he was disappointed about that because his son Charlie said he really wanted to see him pitch in the All-Star game. Other Dodgers who were voted in by the fans, Mookie Betts. He's going to be a starter. Freddie Freeman, he'll start at first base for the National League All-Stars. J.D. Martinez is your starting designated hitter for the All-Stars. And thank goodness, Will Smith was chosen as a reserve as catcher. I believe the fans should have voted him in. But as he said himself, his counterpart in Atlanta, who was chosen by the fans to start as catcher for the National League, had better numbers, slightly better numbers, but I think that uh, Will Smith certainly deserving to be the starting catcher in the All-Star game, but he'll be there, and that's his first All-Star appearance. So congratulations to those Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez, and Will Smith. And Dave Roberts has said that he wants to really lobby 
the National League manager, to include reliever Evan Phillips, who's had a great first half as well. Evan Phillips got the save tonight in relief. Dodgers will be back at it tomorrow on the 4th of July. There should be some fun pomp and circumstance for Independence Day out here at Dodger Stadium. Hope you can be with us. It's a 6.10 p.m. start tomorrow so we can get the game in and then get the fireworks rolling for folks. But that's all we got for you tonight here on Dodgers Homestand. I'm your host, Todd Lights. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the ballpark. Dodgers Homestand. Dodgers Homestand. Thank you for listening to Dodgers Homestand with stadium announcer Todd Lights, taking you behind the scenes at Chavez Ravine and giving you a bird's eye view of Dodgers baseball both on and off the field. Join us for our next episode, and if you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts.